It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is, as it is every week, an absolute pleasure to have so many of you out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Whenever it's time to find a new batch of interviewees, I always worry that I won't be able to keep the podcast interesting for you all. Then it might get a little bit samey. Looking back at the interviews so far this year, I really don't know why I worry. The stories have been so diverse. Why the businesses were founded and what's making them successful is always so different. And the products. So far, we've covered golf, hair design, mirrors, socks, coffee and more. And this week, we're going into luxury dog collars and leads. It's definitely not samey. And if you want to join the chat about any of those topics or anything else e-commerce, then you can do that in the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group, which you'll find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. But let's get on with today and I'm going to introduce you to our special guest. Simone Taylor is founder and CEO of Pause with Opulence, selling handmade luxury dog collars and leads perfect for the ultra pampered pooch. They launched in December 2016 achieving 200 orders in that first month and after just one year of trading have hit the 1000 order mark. Now how many of us would love to see those kind of numbers? Hello Simone. Hello. How are you doing? I'm really good thank you. Cool well look I've just given the listeners a really quick overview of you and what you've achieved in the last year but how did you get started in e-commerce? So I got started I was previously working within the public sector and um, it was a contracted sort of job so um, that fell through and when that did fell through I was left jobless and you know I was left in um, quite a dark space. Now owning my own business is something that I've always wanted to do but something that I thought I could never do. Um, So um, I unfortunately as well um, lost um, my dog. Oh no. Um, Yeah. Just what you want when all of that's going on. I know exactly. So I lost my dog and, um, you know, I really wanted to, when I was thinking about starting a business, I really wanted to, you know, do something that actually really represented him. Mm -hmm. So I'd always thought about um, luxury dog accessories and things like that, because when I was looking for products for um, Charles, I could never really find anything. So um, having this idea, but not really knowing where to start, I actually um, went to the Prince's Trust. Um, The Prince's Trust helped young people 18 to 30-year-olds set up um, businesses and explore a business idea. So I went to them and, you know, spoke with them and did a few courses with them. And that is where Pause with Opulence was born. Oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) So everything kind of came together at the right time in some ways. Definitely. It definitely did all come together in the right time and it all sort of joined together in a space where I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then I really found a light at the end of the tunnel and then was able to um, start working on pools of opulence and build um, what it is today, really. So was it always that you said you always wanted to have a start a business? Was it just that you wanted to go down the e-commerce route or was it you had the product idea and then e-commerce became your angle? Um, yeah, I think I was always going to go down the e-commerce route, with, um, have an online store and uh, things like that. So it was always, yeah, I did want to start um, an e-commerce business. It's just a case of finding the right product to sell. 
Yeah, exactly. Excellent. From your sales figures, it sounds like you found it. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> let's. Um, so congratulations on those. Definitely. Um, let's uh, let's just cover off where the business is at the moment, and then we'll dive a bit more into how you've achieved what you've achieved. So, where in the world are you, and where are you selling to? So, um, I'm London based. Um, we actually uh, derive in Essex, <laughs> actually. So, um, yeah, we have the online store. Uh, we sell to countries all over the world so we've got customers within the USA we've got customers in Brazil Sweden Dubai um, and obviously uh, the UK as well so did you want to be global from day one or is that just what happened um well yeah it was always a dream to um be global but when I first started I never actually imagined that my first set of customers would be international. I always thought my first set of com- customers would actually be from the UK. But when I first started out, I think it was um, having an Instagram as well. Having an Instagram and reaching, you know, people from all over the world really helped me to bring in those international customers. So it was the uh, customers, international customers that I actually uh, got first and then right. started getting an influx of um, UK customers. Oh, cool. And um, and the product, we're talking dog leads and dog collars pretty much exclusively, aren't we? Have you sourced those or have you designed your own? So I design everything. So we do luxury dog collars and leads. We do nine carat gold dog tags, nine carat white gold um, dog tags, uh, boutique styled bedding, crushed velvet bedding for dogs as well. And also um, hair bows and dog bow ties as well so they're all designed by me um and then those are all handmade um by our skillful manufacturers excellent so it's very much that premium product throughout yeah Yeah, definitely cool and what platform did you pick to sell on are you a shopify magento woocommerce where did you go so we're actually squarespace all right yeah so it's squarespace yeah we loved. I loved the design of Square of Squarespace, mm-hmm. um, and it's worked really, really, really well for us actually. So. Oh, excellent! And um, I'm not massively familiar with Squarespace. I'll be perfectly um, honest. Do you get to use widgets and plugins and such things with that, or is it what you see yeah. is what you get? So most of them are actually uh, built in, mm-hmm. and it is a few coding as well. So I work alongside a web designer. So. Um, he's able to you know code in uh, different things that I want or most things are already built in within uh, Squarespace already so oh, of course it enables you to focus on the products and the marketing rather than the website yeah definitely cool and um and who's on the team is it just you or have you got some others around you so it is mainly me but I have um it's, it's a real family business oh, cool. so I have a lot of family members that um work with me and help me out as well and um some close friends as well especially over the Christmas period where we were really 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 busy mm-hmm. um yeah we had a lot of uh, close friends and family members that uh yeah helped us out there so so are they mainly doing the pick and pack for you or are they helping out with the marketing how do you break the the work down yeah, so um, I have a few family members who actually are in marketing. So uh, handy, out, yeah, very handy. <laughs> they help out with the uh, with the marketing as well as um, some of the packing of certain products as well, and um, some of the social media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and things like that. 
but I do most things. Are you full time in the business these days? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, full time. Excellent. Okay, cool. Well, it's really good to get that that view of what's going on. Um, yeah. Now, uh, there's a few few bits and pieces I want to get into. I guess the first one is launch is still quite fresh in your mind, I'm guessing, given it was only a, only a year ago. How much prep work did you do before the day you kind of started taking that first order? Was it like, I've got the idea a month later we're going live, or was there a few months leading up to the point we were actually able to start selling? No, from me having the business idea and setting up the business actually took um, a year to actually um, set everything up. And before I actually launched it to the public, um, it was a year of me planning and finding the manufacturers and designing and getting the right materials together and all these things because I wanted it to be a complete um, luxury business from and a complete luxury experience for the customer as well. So from the website to the packaging to the product, I wanted everything to just be perfect. And I know it will never actually be perfect, perfect, but in my mind, I wanted it to be as good as I could get it before I actually then launch it to um, customers. So, so, so would you say most of that work was in getting the product right or getting the tech right? Um, I think a bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think definitely a bit of both. Um, definitely wanted to get the product right and find the research into the products and what customers um, are looking for and what they want as well. And also the tech side of, you know, finding the right um, platform to go on um designing the website so that it would um be really uh, customer friendly and things like that so the whole package really whole package yeah definitely i did want to ask you you on your website it's really clear that your target is the ultra pampered pooch and that's you know that's that's pretty big big old stake in the grass. We're going for the properly pampered dog. We're not interested in your normal dogs. We're interested <laughs> in the full on pampered pooch. And I thought that that struck me as quite a, a brave positioning to take from day one. It's something which um, people like me often talk about: the fact you've got to be niche and know your avatar and go for it. But mm-hmm. it's, it's it's frequently you know someone starting a business like yours would be would go would would not want to put that right there in case it scares somebody away. So I, I just thought that was such an interesting position and it I guess it really fits with the fact you put so much effort into making it perfect before you put it live. Why did you decide to really push that ultra pampered pooch positioning? Well, it was a lot to do with um Charles. Um mm-hmm. the the dog that um I used to own. I really wanted um all the products to really emulate him and I know that I wanted because for for our products we want it to emulate the personality and the um you know style of the ultra pampered pooch so I know when I was looking for um accessories and things like that I wanted something really luxurious really something that you know um would just scream Charles really and I couldn't find that so I felt like other people were looking for that as well I have a lot of friends that have um small dogs and they like to really pamper their their pets as well but can't really find anything so I thought there is definitely um a market out there for people that really just you know want these accessories that really um are really fashionable really luxurious and 
you know, really speak and scream the personality of their pets. So I, I thought, you know, let me go with that. And it is a really niche product, but I think the fact that it is very niche, that's why we've um, done so well, because I feel like it's something that people are really looking for and something that they do really want. So yeah, that is why. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's something a lot of people would would fail to do, but I think it's exactly what you should do because you're going. This is who this is made for, you know. Yeah, it, it's not for the for the family dog. It's for the ultra pampered pooch. Yeah. So if you if you have one of those, you are in the right place. Yeah, and I think that's that's so strong. Um, now you mentioned Instagram as we were chatting earlier, and. I have to ask the question, you've gone from 200 orders to 1,000 orders in the last year. What do you attribute that growth to? Is there one thing? Is it your general mindset? Is it, you know, has it been one particular marketing method? What what do you think is behind that fantastic growth that you've experienced? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think um, social media has played um, a big part in it. I think uh, our Instagram, and we do have uh, quite a big following on Instagram. And also within that year that I was growing the business, I did um, start an Instagram. So I would have um, product examples, like little samples of materials mm-hmm. that, you know, we were um, going to make the products in to really like build the customers and have them waiting for the product basically so when we launched that really helped um also I think going out there and networking I found um networking and having that face-to-face interaction with uh people very 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 beneficial because when you actually speak to um someone or you speak to a potential customer and they can see the passion that you have about your business they can see the product um in front of them they can feel the product so when I've done a few exhibitions I've done a few Christmas fairs mm-hmm. um that is a very um something that I think really has uh built the business as well and dr- driven um customers to the the store and had the returning customers as well yeah um, through that face-to-face interaction like even if I'm, I'm walking down the street and I see you know, someone with a dog, then I'll go up to them and I'll speak to them. So, you know, it's all that that sort of thing. And also the drive that I have, I wanted this business to work from the get go. And, you know, I'm very, very passionate about it. And I I believe in my business. So I think having that drive and just keep working for it and, you know, things like that have really um, helped in the growth of the business. And on the you mentioned the networking there. Are you going to like dog events or are you going to business events? What sort of, how did you decide which networking events to go to? Yeah, so both. So um, I always read up on the business event before I go to see if it will, you know, be beneficial mm-hmm. for me. Um, I go to being affiliated with the Prince's Trust as well. I'm also um, a young ambassador for the Prince's Trust. So I get to go on quite a few events through there mm-hmm. um so they help and also I go on a lot of dog events as well so the dog events are really really good because obviously they're potential customers already yeah. you know they've got a dog so you know um so yeah so but the business event a lot of people have dogs is what, what I found <laughs> a lot of people have dogs so even if it is not a dog event and you and I'll go to a business event 
there will always be about, I don't know, 40% of those people that own a dog and own a small dog and want to pamper their pooch. So I always find myself in uh, the perfect scenario where I can plug my business and give them a business card or give them a leaflet and then direct them to the website. Excellent. And then you also mentioned going to uh, fairs and, you know, Christmas gift fairs and exhibitions and that sort of thing. Now, I know a lot of our listeners kind of have grown their businesses over the years with those and they're finding that the performance at them uh, has been tailing off in recent years. They can be a bit bit hit or miss. Have you found that? Have you found it's been a great place for you to take the product? Um, some have been better than others. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I have found on all of them, even the ones that um, maybe I expected to do a bit better yeah. than I did do, um, I always find a big flow of traffic coming to the website after an event. So the customer might not buy there and then, but I always find a lot of customers coming to the website and then buying after um, I've actually been to a fair. So again, I feel like it's that is that um, interaction I have with the customers and, you know, them actually feeling the products and seeing the the materials and all those sorts of things and then going home and then maybe thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I would actually want that. And then going onto the website and actually purchasing. So do you approach the fairs now with as much of an eye on making sure they walk away with some literature so they can find you in the future or getting them to sign up to emails or something? Yeah, so we will always have um, a sign-up sheet where people can um, leave their email addresses. They'll always um, leave with a leaflet um, uh, or, yeah, something that directs them, you know, back to the website. So they'll always have something that will remind them of us um, before they leave. Excellent. Okay, so I'm going to nip back to the social media side of things. Yeah. Uh, A lot of our audience are busy trying to get their head around Instagram as one of kind of the big new things. Have you got any couple of pieces of advice for anyone out there who's thinking of thinking Instagram should be a good fit for their product, but they just haven't got a clue where to start? Yeah, I definitely think Instagram is um, a great tool as well. You can have a business Instagram now, so it's not just um, like it was a few years ago. It was just everyone had the same Instagram. Now you can have a business Instagram where people can, um, you have um, your email where they a button where they can email you directly and things like that. Um, posting regularly is um, a big plus. So to get you know get your products out there and um, let them see. Now it has Instagram stories as well. So let your customers see the behind the scenes of, of what goes on. So they see the person behind um, the Instagram and person behind the brand. That's mm-hmm. always um, a good thing as well. Uh, yes, yeah, so I would just think um, posting regularly and um, showing the customers, maybe giving customers sneak peeks of, you know, products that are coming out or um, designs that, you know, you're thinking of or even ask. You can even do polls on Instagram as well. So with the Instagram story, you could do a poll and have your um, followers, you know, um, see which thing they would like if they would like this or if they would like that and then you can see which way your customers are heading and things like that so I think it is um, a really really good tool a really good insight and you have insights on there as well and the analytics of your Instagram so you can see where your followers are coming from so that also will tell you what time to post say you have more customers from America or more customers from 
I don't know, um, Spain or something, it will tell you when they're most active. So you can post um, on those times to get the more, most engagement. So, um, and yeah. That when you say post regularly, are you talking once an hour, once a day, once a week? What sort of numbers do you um, think? I would say spread it out to maybe three times a day, if you can, three to two times a day. Maybe um, see when your uh, followers are most active. I try to do it maybe um, in the morning and then uh, late at night because I have quite a few um, following from the United States. So mm-hmm. our nighttime is really their daytime for most states. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, what, that's from my... Um, analytics that's what I've seen that mostly if I do it in the morning for when maybe a UK uh, customers are like going to work so on their commute they Mm -hmm. like to you know people like to um, look at their feeds on their commute to work and then in the um, evening for when my um, international customers may be either going to work or just more active. Got yeah and are you uh, using Instagram ads as well or are you all about the organic traffic? Um, I think I have used Instagram ads uh, before. Uh, I use more Facebook ads mm-hmm. uh, than Instagram. Really more um, organic on Instagram. I found it. it I found the organic um, use of Instagram is is all right. So. <laughs> cool no that's, that's cool I, it's because the reason I asked the question is because I speak to a lot of people and I hear a lot of people talk about oh we get all this from Instagram and then you discover they're using ads or they're saying we get so much from Facebook and it's like well are you getting that naturally or are you getting that organic and I know a lot of our listeners will be going she's talking ads or she's talking organic let's be oh, let's okay. be clear on this so yeah organic organic <laughs> organic cool yeah. uh, now before we go into the world of the top tips round um, yeah. I wanted to ask what you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now okay so with my business we have a bespoke service so all of every product that you see on the um, website can actually be customized to uh, the customer and the customer's needs so in that we wanted to make um, each product available for the individual individuality to each um dog so Mm -hmm. you know there might be um dogs out there that want I don't know a purple collar or dogs out there that might want a blue collar so we do have standard collars but also we're able to um emboss um and personalize names into the collars um for our bow ties and our um hair bows you can choose whichever colors you want or, or whichever beads or designs you know all of our products have a bespoke service so you can have something that no one else has got or you can have something that's um slightly adapted or things like that so I think the individuality of each product that the customer is able to have I think that's really important because I know a lot of people um, and a lot of our customers like to have those one-off pieces so I think that that's um a really good thing about our business and is that something you had planned from day one or is it something you've put in place as a result of what you found the customers are, are interested in so having um, a personalized um something personalized is something that yeah I did want from day one because I knew for me 
I, I, I would like to have, I like to have one-off pieces and I like to have things that, I, you know, only I have. So I thought, you know, um, I tested it first with just like, having names, like, you, you know, having mm-hmm. your colour personalised with just a name, but then found that people wanted more than that. So then it grew into, yes, okay, you can have a complete customised product that is um, bespoke just for you. Excellent. So yeah, that's grown. Excellent. That's that's very cool. So that's part of your your growth plan for 2018 then to really push that bespoke side. Yeah, definitely. And also push more products and go into um clothes and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Excellent. Well, look, unfortunately we're not going to dive into that because okay, we no, need no. to get into the top tips round. Um <laughs> so everyone listening, you'll just have to keep an eye on Simone's website to see what products come up in the next couple of months. Because I love the top tips round because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So first up, Simone, is your book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Yeah, so I actually have two. (laughs) That's cool. um, Purple Cow by Seth Godin. That nice. is um, a really, really good one. And also Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Another really good motivational um, book there. So I would say those two. It always surprises me how little we get Think and Grow Rich mentioned on this show. Oh, really? <laughs> you, there's a chance you may be the first ever person really? to mention it. I know. Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy about that, actually. That's yeah. Everyone else can, you know, then go into and look at. <laughs> yeah, I certainly can't remember anyone previously mentioning it. Which is so, as you were saying, I was like, I'm pretty certain that's the first time. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for for, for bringing us too. Um, the traffic top tip: Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So, as I mentioned before, I think actually the face to face networking. I know I said um, a lot about Instagram. But I think now we're actually in a day and age where it's a lot of social media. Mm -hmm. And I think the face-to-face and the interactions um, are getting a bit lost now. But I think there's nothing like, um, you know, interacting with with customers, interacting with people face-to-face and going on those networking events and, you know, going and exhibiting and seeing your customers. I think that really, really helps with marketing and driving traffic to uh, your website. So I would say the face-to-face interactions. Excellent. And the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Uh, Yep, I use um, Zapier. I'm a huge Zapier fan. Yeah, so Zapier has, has... worked really really well for us especially um during the Christmas months where it was really busy as well it basically you know automates all of your and connects all of your everyday apps so it's a real saves a lot of it's sorry (laughs) saves a lot of productivity so um yeah definitely Zapier Excellent. Okay. And then the the last one is the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? So my number one tip would be never stop believing in your business. If you have a tried and tested uh, business model, never stop believing in that. And if you believe in your business, then your business is is bound to succeed. 
So that would be my uh, top tip is to keep believing in it, keep going and just never give up, basically. And you will reach that uh, top top 1,000 mark. And also when you get to that 1,000 mark, it's not to um, get comfortable within that success and to keep going as if you were still at the 100 order mark and keep working as if you was at the 100 order mark because when you're at that 1,000 order mark and you get comfortable, it's easy to slip back down again. So... I love that bonus advice as well, everybody. <laughs> Our master plan world, you can find all those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Now, Simone, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find your business on the web and social media, please? Yep. So our online store is www.pausewithopulence.co.uk. Our social media, our Facebook is Pause With Opulence and our Twitter and Instagram handles is at pause underscore W underscore opulence. Awesome. I'll add links to all of that and everything else we've been talking about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Simone, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for being so generous sharing your experience with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. You've been a star. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How great to speak to someone who's just celebrated such a successful year in their business and not only did she give us some good, good, great advice on the Instagram front, but also a really, a really clever point of view on the role of face to face and networking and events and what it can do for the start of your business. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Simone there and I wish her all the best for 2018. Now, what did you think though? Because that's more important than what I think a lot of the time. So you can let me know and join in the discussion on anything e-commerce in our Facebook group at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. And if you want some tips and ideas for how to grow your business this year, then our virtual summit is still available to watch and registration remains free. So you can get all of that at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. That's over 40 videos of ideas that you can use to grow your business. Have a great week, all of you, and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com. 